Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the Wayfarer Podcast. It's Friday. We made it through another work week. I'm Tom Vanderwell. Appreciate you joining me today on our chapter day journey. We're in Joshua chapter 5, and it was verses 13 and the beginning of 14 that resonated with me. This morning it says, Now when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua went up to him and asked, Are you for us or for our enemies? Neither, he replied. Today's podcast is entitled, Upstaging. The actor had a bit part in a large musical that I was in, but you'd have thought that they had been given a starring role. This person always had crazy ideas to make their character more noticeable. They had suggestions to the director, ways to improve, quote-unquote, the scene, which also meant it gave them a bigger moment on stage. They had to be told ceaselessly to rein in their character, to back it off. And in theater, it's officially called upstaging. You see, in ancient times, stages were raked. So the back of the stage was raised up, and the stage actually slanted down towards the audience. And it was a technique that allowed audiences in ancient times better to see the characters and the action taking place at the rear of the stage. And to this day, the back of the stage is referred to as upstage, and the front of the stage by the audience is called downstage. So upstaging was therefore when an actor moves to where they are higher and better seen by the audience. They raise themselves to be more important than they really are. You know, some mornings when I read a chapter, I find meaning in what is being shared across the episodes rather than within one of them. So in today's chapter, there are three distinct things being shared. In verse 1, we are told that the local kings and city-states were afraid of the Israelites after they heard about what God had done in the miracle of the Jordan River. We talked about that yesterday. Number two, in verses 2 through 12, there's this renewal of the covenant between God and the people of Israel. And then in verses 13 through 15, we have the mysterious appearance of this lone stranger. Now, the first thing that really struck me was the very last episode, when this mysterious figure appears with a drawn sword and introduces himself to Joshua as commander of the army of the Lord. And when Joshua asks, are you for us or for our enemies, the reply was, neither. Neither? I had to chew on that for a minute. I mean, aren't the Hebrews God's people? Didn't they just affirm their covenant with God? Isn't God leading them to the promised land? What do you mean, neither? Aren't you for them? Well, yes, yes, and yes. They are God's people. They did just affirm their covenant, and God is leading them to the promised land. But that's the point, I realized, as I meditated on it. What's at issue throughout this chapter is the object. Now, stick with me here. It's easy for me to focus my eyes on God's people 
the same way I focus my eyes on myself, on my life, on my earthly circumstances. But the object of this unfolding great story is God. It's about what God is doing. The Canaanite kings and people were afraid, not because of what the Hebrews, the Israelite people had done, but because of what God had done for the Hebrews with his miracles. The people renewed their covenant with God, and in doing so were reminded that it was God who initiated the covenant with their father Abraham. It was God who delivered them from Egypt and the hand of Pharaoh. As they ate the produce of the promised land, they were reminded that it was God who had miraculously provided manna to sustain them for 40 years as they wandered through the wilderness. The commander of the army of the Lord reminds Joshua that Joshua and the Israelites are not the objects of his favor or obedience. God alone is whom he serves. So in the quiet this morning, I am reminded of just how self-centered I can be. I am so often the object of my own story. And I so often reveal that by my thoughts, my words, my actions. My story, however, is ultimately what God has done for me. What God has done in me. What God is doing through me. My story is just a bit part in God's story. So God, forgive me for all of the ways that I both consciously and unconsciously try to upstage you. I hope you have a great weekend, my friend. We'll see you back here on Monday.